It's Tuesday, which means that we're going to take a look back at week one of the XFL. Let's get it started. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. How'd everybody like the week one of the XFL? It is what we thought it was. It's a bunch of terrible football, but you know what? It was interesting football. I don't give a fuck what anybody says out there. I liked it. I don't care. Um... We do have one issue with the XFL, and that's like most people are not, or most sites are not keeping track of like the defensive statistics. Uh, DVP, of course, we're not going to have DVOA. Um, so <clears throat> when we get to Friday, I'm hoping to go through a little bit because I actually have it all figured out for everybody uh, for right now for the rankings and stuff. I'm actually trying to build a defense chart. Uh, tracking it all the way through. Um, you'll have the rankings, of course, on the front page, which you can look at, and then we'll have the DVP rank with the FanDuel points per game and the DK points per game. I'm going to try and keep track of that as best as possible. And I'm going to try and give you guys the averages and all that. So, like, like I said, I'll put my best foot forward on this shit. We'll see what happens with it, see if we get through it. Um <clears throat> Let's just go ahead and just go through the games. Uh, keep it simple today. Keep this nice, short, and sweet. Uh, first game that we had was the Seattle Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, D.C. Defenders, It that defense is fucking good, dude. Um, part of that had to do with the Seattle Dragons themselves. Um, but that is a ball-hawking defense. Um, especially with getting the uh, punt block defensive touchdown and then getting the INT pick six. Uh, Cardell Jones did not look too bad, but, I mean, you can see why exactly he's not a back, even a backup in the NFL. Um, we did have, you know, you look at the running backs, kind of spread it out a little bit. Um Presley's definitely, I think, the better guy um, or the best guy in this backfield. But, um, I mean, really, when you look at it, uh, let's go through our things. They, you know, they rushed. Um, they only really rushed for, like, 93 yards. So it wasn't anything too major. Um Take a look. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I looked at that wrong. They only rushed for 68 yards. 36 of that came from the actual running backs themselves. Yes, I have this all split down um, based on, you know, the rush defense, pass defense as a whole, and then broken down uh, for your running back rush and running back receiving totals. Um, And I guess we'll just kind of go through this here while I'm at it. Yeah, I'm cluttering about. Fuck it. Okay, so your here's how your defense of your defense is going to be broken down. So you're going to have total rush, total pass. You're going to have your QB points. Uh, you're going to have your breakdown from your running back rushing, your running back receiving, total running back points, and then you'll have the wide receiver receiving, wide receiver total points, tight end receiving tight end points, and then your defensive points. So that's kind of how it's going to be broken down. Um, the color coding is actually kind of funny because uh, everybody will remember um, we kind of went in, uh, you know, eight eight different colors, right? Well, there's eight teams. So I'll put up the color chart, but it's going to be, you know, that dark green, light green, uh, uh, teal, uh, light blue, light yeah, light yellow, dark yellow, light uh, like that pinkish, and then the red, and then that'll be your, you know, top top to attack all the way down to the bottom. So, um, it's going to work out pretty well in there. Um, but any which way. So getting back. I'm not really too happy with the running game itself. Presley is the better, run, the best running back out of there. Um, we definitely did see that Cardell Jones does like Eli Rogers. Did not get his touchdown, um, but they will go a little bit deep to Rashad Ross. He likes him. Uh, Kari Lee is definitely a tight end to watch for, although he only got targeted once. Um, and overall, the tight ends got targeted twice with uh, Emsberger and Lee Lee getting the touchdown in there. Um, Seattle Dragons, uh, Brandon Silvers is not very good. Um, I mean, he got the job done for the most part. Um, definitely have to keep an eye and see if... Uh, the slot is where we want to attack the defenders. We had Austin Prohl uh, go get five receptions for 88 yards and two touchdowns. One real nice touchdown that, I mean, he was wide fucking open. They didn't didn't even want to apparently cover him. Um, if you look down, if you look down from Prohl, you have Bird and Williams. Well, the next two that were involved, Williams getting a touchdown, which really kind of bumped him up. Uh, rushing, it's split all the way across the board for the three running backs from Farrell, Gardner, and Williams. Um, Williams is definitely the guy in the passing game. Um, Farrell got a little bit involved too, but Williams has the more upside, it looks like, than Farrell, <clears throat> in my opinion. And watching that game, um, Williams had a little bit of burst, so I wouldn't be surprised see him actually getting a little bit more um, involved there. Now, let's see. 
What the fuck? Okay. Okay. All right, you sons of bitches. This is stupid. I'm trying to navigate the fucking XFL site, and it's like, really, dude? Can we, uh... Oh, my God. Give me the fucking score. All right. I swear to fucking Christ. This site. All right. So we got Seattle Dragons and then Defenders done. Want to move on to the late game, which was the L.A. Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. And, man, Philip Walker really took advantage of uh, this L.A. Wildcats defense. Um, Philip Walker missed the cut because I wanted to fucking play around with the Jarvis uh, Jarvis Landry, Landry Jones, uh, Philip Nelson deal with the New York or uh, Dallas uh, Renegades. Well, that was a mistake. Uh, Walker was definitely the guy to have. Uh, he spread the ball around quite a bit. Um, the guys who benefited the most with him were Cam Phillips, um, Keenan Lewis, and, uh, God, I can't remember Mobley's fucking name. I gotta look up Mobley's name, I'm sorry. Ugh. Come on. They're playing the late game, so I guess we're all the way down. Um, and Sam Mobley was benefited, uh, benefited greatly from there. Um, Jesus Christ. So, again, not really all that much from the running backs, although uh, Butler, James Butler actually was the high beneficiary this week. And my cats are going fucking apeshit, and I have no clue why. Um, Andre Williams is just not good. Uh, D'Angelo Henderson just... That was disappointing. That was disappointing in my in my opinion. Because apparently... Uh, apparently I was right. But yet I was wrong, right? So... I was right that they were going to get the running backs involved in the passing game um, and uh, get a couple of rushings, and I picked the wrong guy. <laughs> um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Um, so I'll move James Butler up over D'Angelo Henderson. Obviously, they wanted to get him involved, get him involved a little bit more. Uh, looked real good in there. Uh, scored a couple of touchdowns. That really fucking hurt. If you went with D'Angelo Henderson and you saw James Butler going off, that fucking really hurt. I was not happy with that whatsoever. Um. So. I forewarned everybody I had installed Sammy Coates in in the in the write up and I said he was gonna be highly owned, whether or not you really wanted to follow that ownership. Um you know, I'd rather take it I'd rather pay down and then take the chance that he fails. Well guess what he did? He failed. He got the targets, he got nine fucking targets, but he only got two receptions for twenty six yards. So that is something that we do need to pay attention to. Um, they are getting him involved. Um, him and Cam Phillips were tied for the top in targets at nine, um, followed by 
uh, Khalil Lewis at six, and then Nick Holly, who is an RB again on DK. Um, he's a wide receiver on uh, FanDuel. Yes, the pricing lists are out. So I went through and I have that all done already because um, then I can just focus on the defensive charts. But um, so this is going to be a complete spread the ball around type offense. You know, they are not running any tight ends technically. Uh, they're running four wide. So expect more of the same. Uh, spreading around, we're just going to have to kind of key in and figure out uh, based on matchup where we want to go. Now they are facing St. Louis, which shut down Dallas, and we'll talk about that when we get to that game because if you watch the game, you know what happened there. And it wasn't all because of Philip Nelson either. So jumping over to L.A., uh, Elijah Hood is definitely the guy that they, uh, as far as the running backs, that they want to get the ball to on the ground. Now, they're not throwing to him. Um, they're going with Larry Rose uh, in their passing game, which is fine. I like Larry Rose. Um, he actually showed a nice little bit of burst in there, too, when he was in there. Um, he only did get three carries, but he he looked, he looked decent. He looked the part. Um, but Elijah Hood looked good, too, so I'm not too worried about there. Um, man, they really needed Josh Johnson in there. Um, cause Kanaf, wow, wow, he is a fucking head case and a half. Young guy. Um, just blaming his receivers for everything. It, you know, it's one thing to blame your. It's one thing to blame your receivers, but when you get when your coach calls a timeout and you come over to the sideline and you're still fucking bitching about it and you know you're on camera, um, that's a that's a problem. That's a that's a head problem. Um, and they really need to hope that Josh Johnson is going to be there. Now, they got torched by Houston, which led to uh, defensive coordinator Pepper Johnson already getting fired after one week. So they got a lot of shit going on here. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, you look at the offense. Um, I don't know how much we can take as far as the targets are concerned for the wide receivers. Um, You've got to take it with a grain of salt because if Josh Johnson is back this week, which is expected, uh, we don't know if it's going to translate into the same style of offense, right? Josh Johnson also moves around the pocket He's going to move better than Kanaf. So, um, I do. I did like Nelson Spruce specifically because we wanted to go um, and attack the Roughnecks, you know, across the middle, right? So Nelson Spruce went, you know, better than advertised here um, with 11 receptions on 12 targets for 103 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but he didn't need it. So if you're on DK, you got the th- plus three bonus uh, for over 100. Um, kind of next on the list is Jordan Smallwood. We got involved, um, but other than that, you know, you didn't really have anybody clear cut getting anything done. They were getting dominated. Um, so I mean, Smallwood got the touchdown. That's the only reason why he really kind of 
you know, was worth anything because he had three receptions on seven yards for 28 or uh, three receptions on seven targets for 28 yards. Got the touchdown. It's all nice and good. Um, they're going to just kind of look, you know, to bounce back and um, try to take advantage of uh, the Dallas defense that's coming in. But uh, who knows? I mean, that that really could just turn into a – that could be a shit show game if Landry Jones is not in there. But we have to take a look because, I mean, Philip Nelson might be able to do something um, against this LA, this L.A. defense. It's not that good. It's not a real good defense. If Landry Jones is in there, he's probably going to be extremely popular and probably for good reason. Um. Because, I mean, if Philip Walker goes off, if Philip Walker wasn't even considered, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if Landry Jones is, you know, highly considered the top quarterback in this league, you know, what are the expectations going to be for him? So, but uh, we may be we may be able to get kind of a discount in ownership on Landry Jones, though, because a lot of people might go over to Philip Walker. Who happens to be like the number one priced uh, quarterback this week? So he's really jumped up. Uh, I can give you the price here right now. Yeah, twenty three dollars on FanDuel for the Sunday only, and then he's ten thousand six hundred over on DK. So yeah. So let's get to the Tampa Bay Vipers at the New York Guardians. Uh, Guardians beat the Vipers twenty three to three. Uh, this is a very boring game. Uh, we'll start with the Viper side here first. Aaron Murray did not look good at all. Um, I don't know if I put that completely on Aaron Murray's shoulders because the for the amount that I actually watched it, I actually need to go back and watch that game. But um, so I completely forgot I was going to do that this morning. Um, but... Uh, it wasn't a hundred percent on Aaron Murray, in my opinion. There, a lot of the Tampa Bay pass catchers were just dropping shit all over the place. Um, his favorite guys were Dan Williams and Reese Horn. Um, Dan Williams uh, a little bit more than uh, Reese. Uh, six receptions for one hundred twenty-three yards. So, I mean, they were getting production. They just weren't getting in the end zone. They kept stalling out, and then they missed a couple of field goals, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Nick Truesdale is definitely uh, a tight end that we can target. Um, He did have a fumble, but, I mean, they were trying to come back at that point. At at that point, it was was pretty much done, so it wasn't that big of a deal. He was the only tight end that they were really getting involved, so... Um, I still, I still do not have a problem going back to, but in any which way. So, but, uh, let's see, Jacob Tolliver, oh, Jalen Tolliver, good God, I gotta learn these names. Three receptions on eight targets for 47 yards. 
Uh, Reese Horn, three receptions, 42 yards on five targets. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to start finding out here pretty quickly who the main guys are. Uh, at running back, it is Devion Smith. Um, 16 rushes for 79 yards. So, I mean, he was running at a 4.9 clip. And then you had Quentin Flowers, you know, who we talked about. Um, he is now listed. He is now listed at quarterback on both sites. So um, it's going to kind of take away a little bit from that double pass. We're not going to be able to have that option anymore, which kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's Smith's backfield. Uh, he got involved, you know, one target, one reception for eight yards, so nothing too much. Um, but definitely there's your workhorse back right there. So if we're getting a pretty decent spot um, to use him, we need to use him. Uh, New York side, uh, Matt McLoin started off kind of hot and then just kind of dissipated. Um, not a really big fan of his at all. That's why I, I just... I won't use him probably at any point in time, um, but he will have he will kind of have some chance uh, against DC. But I mean, he, the more the most you're looking for is probably what uh, Silvers did this last week, um, and that's kind of at his high end. Um, we will take a look at using the guy out of the slot, um, which would probably be either Pearson. We can go back to Pearson, uh, who had a hell of a who had a heck of a game. Two catches on four targets for forty four yards and a touchdown. Um, Mikhail McKay uh, did what he could. Um, McGloin really just doesn't push the f- ball, you know, completely down the field. Um, he did to McKay once, and I was really surprised. Uh, McKay finishing three receptions on four targets for 58 yards uh, with a long of 45. He did hit Pearson for the 32-yarder. I think that was the touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they're not taking any real big shots here. Now you get into the backfield. It's split between uh, Darius Victor Victor and Tim Cook. Uh, Victor actually got most of the carries or got the bulk of the carries at nine versus four for Cook. I don't know why they weren't fucking running it more, a little bit more than that. I mean, they were ahead quite easily, you know, and early and easily. So, um, Jake Powell would be the tight end of choice here. Uh, four receptions on six targets for 28 yards, did not score a touchdown. Um, that would be the guy that I would really look at. But it's really kind of funny because outside, Tail Redding actually had a target, but he didn't have a reception. And Austin Duke did not get involved, but Austin Duke was the guy that was supposed to be the starter, which is really weird. But, um, you know, that was probably where Joe Horn's value came in. I got to check that on Austin Duke. I don't know if he got hurt or not. Um, Colby Pearson would be the slot guy. That'd be that'd be your Austin Prohl guy. 
uh, for this week against the D.C. Defenders if you're taking one. Um, <clears throat> last but not least, let's take a look at the Battle Hawks and the Renegades. We'll just start with the Renegades first here um, so I can talk about this. So Philip Nelson got the start. Landry Jones, game-time decision, did not start. He suited up as kind of more of an emergency-type role, which I doubt he would have played. Eric Dungey probably would have came in. Um, as far as the running backs are concerned, I don't want any of these fucking running backs. They all looked horrible. I don't know how the fuck. <sighs> I don't know what happened here with... Landry Jones getting deactivated. Did that move Lance Dunbar up? Why was Austin, Austin Walter on the field? Like, you legitimately had your depth charts on who was starting and who wasn't. Dunbar and Walter weren't even on the fucking thing, and then all of a sudden they were in the game. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is the only team that I had an issue with on this. And I, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Um, I just, it irritated the shit out of me. None, none of them did a fucking thing. I don't give a shit about Lance Dunbar uh, getting six receptions for 29 yards. Um, that's not going to do it for us. I mean, will I take a look at it maybe against, you know, this L.A. Wildcats team? Sure. Maybe. But I don't know if I can trust any of it. Because, I mean, Cameron Artis Payne got four receptions on four targets for 13 yards. We can't figure, we're not going to be able to figure out what the fuck is going on here. I mean, Young had four, Young, four targets, four receptions, 20 yards. Uh, Walter had one for one. Like, okay, they're just going to split this all in here. Now, that could have been more because of Philip Nelson and what the Battlehawks were actually doing. So what the Battlehawks were doing was they are actually setting their secondary back, especially their safeties, and keeping everything in front of them, right? So it's kind of like the Tampa 2, you know, keep everything in front of you. And they they didn't have the balls to fucking attack that, that secondary at all deep. And that killed that killed the Bidette pick. Uh, Freddie Martino, get the fuck out of here. Um, that's why you saw Flynn Nagel have some success. Uh, six receptions on six targets for 43 yards. No touchdowns. Um, you had Donald Parham, the tight end, who's probably going to be the tight end of choice. They were running two out there with Parham and Price. Uh, Parham had four receptions on six targets for 40 yards. Uh, Price, two receptions for 30 yards on four targets. But that's why you couldn't get anything. That's why it was a big fucking deal when Stonehands Ferguson dropped that fucking pass, that long, deep pass. And just everybody was like, you got to be kidding me. The one fucking time that anybody was open deep and you fucking dropped it. And I don't give a fuck about his hand or whatnot. I knew he was going to get involved, but um, he dropped that fucking pass and just everything. It, it was dead. Everybody was done. They're like, nah, done, done. Let's just fucking go home. Fuck this shit. On to the Battlehawks. Um, 
Jordan Tamu. He's okay. We know what the Battlehawks are going to do, though, right? They're going to fucking run. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. Um, their defense is not as good as what it showed this last week. Um, not at all. I, I'm not buying into that defense. The inability of Dallas to get the job done, that's what lost the game. It wasn't the Battlehawks D winning this game. But I did like Jordan Tamu. Um, ran the shit out of the ball, though. I mean, nine rushes for 77 yards. Um, that was pretty good. I like that. Uh, he only threw for 209 yards, but that was good enough. You know, he threw a touchdown, and that went to Alonzo Russell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Alonzo Russell, um, who he seems to have a little bit of a connection with. He's got three. He's really got, like, four guys that he likes. And that's Russell. He likes Lucas, the tight end, four receptions on six targets for 40 yards. Um, uh, who's the Washington? Oh, LaDamian. LaDamian Washington he likes um, five receptions on 20. But, I mean, that's just, you know, short yardage shit. Um, but he does, he does like Pearson L., uh, four receptions on four targets for 64 yards. Um, it looked really good. I, I mean, that, kid, that kid's got some speed. He was dealing with his grandmother's death uh, this weekend, so he balled out a little bit. Would have been cool for him to get a touchdown, um, but didn't happen. Um, St. Louis better not fucking start Christian Michael again. In fact, I'd just fucking cut his ass. He looked absolutely horrible. Horrible. Of every fucking running back, he looked terrible. Um, Matt Jones looked really good. Uh, 21 rushes for 85 yards. I would expect him to get the bulk of the carries next, this next week. Um, they are playing the Houston Roughnecks. We'll take a look into that on Friday. But uh, actually, I can give you the thing on there now. Houston. Houston against the rush. They're fifth against the rush. They allowed 95 yards. Running back yards, yeah, fifth at 63 yards for the running back. So um, they were number one against running backs in receiving games. So Matt Jones wasn't too involved in that with one. Uh, Keith Ford was their goal line guy. So pay attention to that. If Matt Jones is going to want to score, it's probably going to have to be from, you know, outside to 10. Because uh, if they get really super close, it's going to be Ford, Ford in that capacity. But, um, yeah, four main, four main guys that I'm looking at as far as any type of receivers, and that's Pearson L, Russell, Lucas at tight end in Washington. Although I'd probably just say the top three, and that'd be about it. But uh, yeah, overall, really good. Really good for I mean, you know, what the product was that was on the field. Um, I don't think we were expecting anything, you know, really that major. But uh, um, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back 
uh, Friday for more XFL. But tomorrow, tomorrow's NFL again. We'll have AFC and NFC North um, depth charts out, and we'll talk about them, uh, see where the deficiencies are, see where they need to kind of go in free agency, um, and where to look in the draft. We don't have draft picks. I don't have the official list of draft picks yet because I'm waiting for the compensatory stuff. So um, that probably won't be until later near the draft, so don't bother asking me any of that. Um, if I get them earlier, if I get, a, you know, the regular stuff before the compensatories, I'll let you know. All right. So until then, let's go get it. Let's go get it.